0: Today's special Christmas episode is about Black Pete. I'm Christopher Brenna.
1: I'm Andrew Kuzma,
0: And this is Strange Religion. Welcome, strangers, to a special Christmas episode of Strange Religion. We're glad you can join us today. And today we're going to talk about a super racist Dutch tradition that the dutch insist is not racist well a lot of them say it is that's true they're divided but uh tradition traditionally the dutch have told people to get off their backs uh, about it and leave them alone that seems to be changing the tide seems to be changing but so we're going to talk about the traditions surrounding black pete zwarte peat? zwarte pete yeah i should i say it I, I watched some Dutch people saying it, and it's funny. I think Dutch sounds like it sounds like somebody who doesn't know German pretending to speak German. <laughs> I think that's what it sounds like and actually, um do you know who Ilvis is um, this guy that has the he did the what does the Fox say video? Oh yeah, yeah, so he's got a talk show in Norway he's Norwegian that he does with his brother. And one other friend. And they make fun of Dutch a lot. They talk about how, you know, Dutch is not really a language, it's just sort of an orientation toward life. <laughs> and then if you want to, if you want to hard enough, you can speak Dutch. And so to prove this, he had his brother go on a Dutch dating show <laughs> where he had to sit down with Dutch women and just. You know, they chat for a few minutes, and then the women gave the men a rating, and he did okay. He sort of made up some Dutch, and instead of the women saying this guy is got a mental handicap or something, they basically said, "Yeah, he I couldn't understand his accent." <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, just fair warning: we will butcher any any Dutch words that we'll be attempting to say today.
1: Well, I'm bad at pronouncing any language, even my native language. So, so
0: true. I feel like it's equal opportunity. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, uh, before we begin, though, we just want to let all of the strangers know. That we've, we've passed a couple of milestones with this little project that we're doing. Uh, 200 of you have decided to follow us on Twitter, which is pretty great. It's pretty awesome. That's nice. Yeah. And then uh, we've surpassed over 500 downloads of uh, all of our episodes. So those are little milestones. Understandably, not very impressive. But when you're a podcast that can be most accurately described as sloppy thirds, <laughs> it's exactly the kind of metric you're looking for. That's... Wouldn't you agree?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'd describe it that way. <laughs> I think you went farther
0: <laughs> than I would have gone.
1: <laughs> uh, sloppy thirds? Sure. Mm, yeah, let's stop saying that. But <laughs> Yeah. I, <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: No, but like in terms of, yes. Lack of professionalism, maybe. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough around. It's rough around the edges. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. So why don't we why don't we paint a picture of Black Pete? He's yes, uh, like a sidekick to Santa Claus, and people dress up as Black Pete, and he's wearing sort of a Renaissance style big puffy uh, shirt or doublet or I don't know fashion Renaissance fashion, but it's big puffy sort of Renaissance outfit. Big hat, uh, black face, sort of over the top black face with the red lipstick, mm-hmm. uh, and the big curly black hair.
0: Yes, and like he said, he's a companion to Santa Claus, Santa Claus, and what that means is he sort of travels around with Santa Claus and helps Santa Claus do the things that he's going to be doing. And uh, traditionally, uh, St. Nicholas comes not on uh, Christmas. Does he come on December 6th or on the eve of December 6th? Well, it depends. I think it, as far as I can tell, it depends on who you talk to and Zvart Pete is not the only companion for santa claus
1: like a lot of european countries have their own sort of tradition about santa claus's companions or or maybe antithesis antithesis
0: yeah it, there seems to be sort of two broad categories the companion of santa claus is either helping santa claus to do whatever Santa Claus is gonna do. Or he's sort of a dark mirror of who Santa Claus is. There's sort of a bizarro St. Nicholas category of companion where the person is, whoever it is, is maybe even going around undoing the good that St. Nicholas is doing. Or it's kind of like a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. St. Nicholas is the good cop, Hmm. and then this other companion is the bad cop.
1: Or like a God and the devil kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, literally, in the case of Krampus, uh, we are talking about an actual devil. Although there are some traditions that say that a Krampus is not a particular being, but a kind of person, and it's actually like a poor child. It comes from the idea hmm. that poor child or poor children are wandering around around this time, hoping for the mercy of Saint Nicholas, who's you know conceived of as a patron saint of children. But there's all sorts of if you go to in sometimes it's even from valley to valley in Germany and Austria and Switzerland, Hungary, the Czech Republic, uh, Slovakia, Poland all of these places have either they have Krampus. there's one called uh uh Père there's uh Schmutzli there's Connect Ruprecht which means like Ruprecht the, the farmhand um, hmm. there's little babushka in Russia and then there's Bellsnickel and Bellsnickel actually there are parts of of Canada where people go out Bellsnickeling which is apparently going around hiding your face and having a disguise and then demanding eggnog and lots of basically booze until the person can guess who you are. So is this? are these all the anti-clauses? Some of them are and some of them aren't. So Krampus uh, is... You do not want to meet Krampus. And Krampus is one of these that comes on the 5th. So he comes on December 5th and he does the sort of punishing of children who have misbehaved. And then St. Nicholas rewards the well-behaved with gifts hmm. the next night. Uh, he's common in Austria and Bavaria and Croatia, Czech Republic. And I think Slovakia. I don't know. So now this is one thing I'm curious about. You're Slovak. Yeah. Did you ever, did your family have any Krampus stuff going on? No. Not at all? Nothing. Never. No.
1: My dad would call his friend up on St. Nicholas Day, and they would sing this song to each other, together, rather, in Slovak. Uh, But that's it. What was it about? I mean, I have a recording of him singing it. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, it was a St. Nicholas song. It was about St. Nicholas. Okay. But I never sang it. He never really taught me to sing it. So, but like that, I don't remember anything about uh, anti Claus or a Krampus or anything like that. Now, he may have known something about that, and it just, you know, never did it. You know, he may have had relatives, or there may have been some story he knew. But I imagine it was probably a small part. I mean, he, you know, was born in America, right? So I imagine. They were more influenced by that, and maybe it was like a little story he knew, but it wasn't a big deal. I mean, I wonder how big of a deal it is even in um, European countries today, for the most part. I think Krampus has sort of had a, a resurgence in the United States because it's very dramatic and cin- cinematic.
0: I like the the two things about Krampus that are funny is there's the Krampuslauf, which is the Krampus run which is, I guess you just dress up as Krampus and just freak people out, run down the streets and stuff. And then the other thing that people do that, oh my gosh, what a lovely tradition is that people will send a Krampus carton, which is basically just, it's a holiday card. You send just a horrible picture of Krampus, just a horrifying picture of Krampus. And then you put the same thing like Happy holidays. Strangers, if you have Krampus cards and you want to post them, please post them <laughs> on uh, Twitter or on the Facebook page because I would like to see more <laughs> Krampus cards in the world, honestly. But this is – I mean, there's going to be two issues, I think, two broad categories of strange, strangeness when it comes to Black peat. One of them is – Sort of rooted in the the broader issue of these companions, and in some instances, Santa Claus or Santa Claus himself. There's this meeting out of justice that is either farmed out to the companion, or the companion takes on part of the the meeting out of justice, or uh, it gets as it does in America subsumed wholly into the character of Santa Claus because there's no more companion. And that's an interesting issue. Just the idea that because in, in terms of the historicity and if we're going to actually talk about St. Nicholas as a historical person and hmm. go back to this fourth century Bishop, there's no suggestion in his life and the hagiographies about him the legends about him that he gave people things based on how good or bad they he judged them to be. And so at some point there were pre Christian pagan myths about other figures that came running around at about this time mm-hmm. who did mete out justice and rewarded good children and punished bad children. And even, you know, Krampus even is is known for carrying off children and, and going off to eat them. But so that's one issue. And then the other issue is, of course, the blackface.
1: Yeah, the one is obviously
0: uh, more of academic interest, right?
1: The idea of justice in the Santa Claus story. And the other is just, yeah, the the continuation of racism. Mm -hmm. Terrible practice. And whether it was accidentally racist or intentionally racist seems to be a little bit of a debate. Like that it is racist right now, not many people question but how they got there seems to be
0: debated a little bit right and um yeah we can talk in a, in a in a bit about because the the people that don't want this to be racist use the standard line of someone who thinks they would like to continue doing this racist thing, but they don't want to be on the hook for it. Yeah. Which is basically well, it's not supposed to be racist. Um well, you know. Did you want to talk a little more about the specific history of Zvartpete? Yeah. So Zvartpete is actually um you know, people try and connect it to this story of Santa Claus. So the story of St. Nicholas is this story of a Greek, um, a Greek-speaking inhabitant of Asia Minor, modern Turkey. St. Nicholas enjoyed going out in the middle of the night and throwing coins through people's windows, uh, so much so that the poor of the of the city, the poor children of the city would leave their socks and shoes out. And this is part of what becomes the tradition of hanging your sock, your stockings by the fire. Yes. is the origin of Santa Claus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The or, the origin story. Yeah.
0: And some of the people that talk about, uh, spark Pete or black Pete will say, well, this is just a representation of that young boy. Even though if you look at most, People who are depicting Black Pete. It looks more like the Harlequin, which is a stock character in Italian comedies of the 17th century, but he wears a sort of Renaissance costume and has a black mask. Hmm. And this is what, when you look at uh, Black Pete, this is what he looks like. And this, the Harlequin, in uh, in these plays is a kind of trickster or even a mischievous devil figure in medieval passion plays. Harlequin, the, the, that word harlequin, is the French trying to say the German er- Erlkenig, which is like the elf king. And this gets into another trope, uh, folklore trope, which is the wild hunt. So there's these traditions all throughout the Middle Ages and the early Middle Ages of the wild hunt. And a lot of times it's led by Odin or it's led by some mythical character, the Elf King, for example. And it's this horrible, horrible thing where it happens at night. And if you're caught up in the wild hunt, you can either die, be be slaughtered by the wild hunt, or join, join the wild hunt, and help Odin or whoever, whatever figure is at the the head of the hunt, uh, kill everybody else that you are going to encounter that night. And there is a lot of people who say that uh, Black Pete comes from this kind of folklore matrix of the Harlequin and you know this the wild hunt. He's also representative of the devil. And there's that black mask kind of devil face. Um, The idea is then, you know, black and darkness are the provenance of the devil. And that's disturbing, especially the wild hunt idea of, you know, sort of join us or die. Here's Here's the problem, I think. Here's one of the attendant problems with Black Pete. When you go back far enough into the origins of this, the other companions of Santa Claus that are like Black Pete are associated with the devil. And they're often black because the devil is black. Or they are associated with some other figure that is black because he's evil. And even if you don't want it to be there to be that association, that is what's happening. You can't get around it. Even if that's not the exact origin,
1: maybe it's not. I mean, it seems hard to nail down the exact origin, but there's certainly the association with the devil. Or, yeah, like I've heard somewhere, this is a supposed to be something that's enslaved, either an enslaved demon or just a, literally an enslaved person. And also, I mean, if you're trying to defend this character, to say, no, no, no. He's not racist. This was just this young boy that the priest St. Nicholas was walking around with. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. He was just, he had a young boy as a companion. Uh, What's wrong with that? For a priest to have this little boy he was walking around with. Uh, Yeah, I don't think that would fly (laughs) either.
0: Oh, especially nowadays. Some of the um, traditions about black peen will attribute his blackness to soot. To say, well, he's just black because he jumps down the chimney so much that he's sort of perpetually covered with soot. And so he's black, which doesn't really explain the lipstick. No.
1: Well, it's, yeah. I mean, like, it. maybe that was the real origin. I don't know. I don't know enough about the history of it. Maybe that was the start of it. But the way he's depicted now is certainly just blackface.
0: Yeah, and it's, it, well, the soot certainly doesn't, Explain the, the black wig. No, no. I mean,
1: whatever the origin of him being black, even if it was totally innocuous, it became racist and it adopted sort of racist
0: imagery. The idea of doing blackface as a tradition is yeah. something that there are the last gasps of this, even in popular American culture which I know it's hard to believe that racism is alive and well in America in 2018, (laughs) but it's true. I think we're post-racial now. We don't, nobody (laughs) sees color anymore. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, Yeah, I think Megyn Kelly told me that. And, you know, Um, (laughs) so this is Bananas. As, As late as 2015, the Metropolitan Opera in New York City was using blackface to in their depictions of the opera operatic version of Othello, which is absolutely crazy. And then, you know, you can, (laughs) there's all sorts of examples of someone trying to do that ironic thing where they put on blackface. It's like, well, I'm putting on blackface to make fun of blackface. And it's like, no, you can't do that. That doesn't, yeah what ends up happening is you're just you're just wearing blackface <laughs> and it's just still racist. Uh, Ted Danson uh, did a blackface routine. The routine was written for him by Whoopi Goldberg, who he was dating at the time. And yeah, there's all sorts of markers in that kind of setup where you think like, well, is it okay then? And it's like, nope, it's still not okay. Nope, still not. His girlfriend said it was okay. Yeah, and his
1: girlfriend's black. It doesn't that matter? Nope. This this kind of brings us to
0: Black Pete today. Yeah. I have um, one question. And, though, about this. Yes. Uh, Othello. Othello is mm-hmm. still performed by Shakespearean companies and. You know, generally nowadays, people get a black man to play Othello. Mm -hmm. So, my question would be What if you got a black person to play Black Pete? Would people that are saying this isn't racist think that that was okay? And the people who are decrying this as racist would they be okay with it suddenly in the same way that people are suddenly okay with an African-American person or just an African person of African descent playing Othello?
1: Well, I think it's a question of the character. I'm not a Shakespearean scholar, but my guess would be it's not Othello, the character, that's problematic. It's the fact that you have a person in blackface playing othello that's a problem like it's it's the blackface that's the problem it's not the character that's the problem it's not the character that's racist and i'm not up on uh, shakespearean scholarship or interpretation of othello so i'd maybe that maybe he is considered racist Well, people say some pretty racist stuff Um, to him but i but you know othello yeah but i mean it's sort of like, is the Merchant of Venice anti-Semitic? I'm more familiar with the Merchant of Venice.
0: Yeah, I think there's some, and, you know, there, is there a black is, character in Merchant of Venice too? Anti-
1: well, I don't know, but I mean the character of oh, Shylock, right. is he a stereotype of a Jewish villain or is he a little deeper than that? Because the way he defends his own humanity is pretty persuasive. Uh, yes, he's trying to cut a pound of flesh off somebody, but his his complaints against the merchant, it's hard to argue against them. And so even if in a different play, he would have been more of a caricature, he has depth. And so I I wonder about that with the character of Othello. He's a good guy. uh, And it's Iago conspiring against Othello, right? And Othello makes a bad choice. But he's supposed to be this heroic, successful figure, right? He's like the almost cliche hero, like action hero who's got the hot wife and he saved the day and he's a military guy. Everybody loves him.
0: Yeah, it's true. But at the same time, like there are some really that when people insult Othello, they call him thick lips or they call him a, a Barbary, which is not necessarily um, a slur, but it's calling him a North African um yeah. or they say i think it's at one side at, w- at one point Brabancio says that you must have bewitched this uh my daughter because she hasn't wanted to marry all these handsome young men in the city and why would she run off with you and i think he calls her he call he calls othello he says sooty bosom he says uh run from her garbage to the city bosom of such a thing as thou so he, uh, there's definitely when people are insulting othello they're assault, uh, they're insulting him with racist slurs so there's a
1: there's that oh and and it's certainly relying on racism i mean in the sense that again i don't know enough about the history but yeah there are racist characters in the play and it's presuming its audience is going to be yeah, like racist, on board too. With, yeah, It's probably, it's, I mean, my guess would be it's presuming a little more of inner conflict in the audience than maybe people would experience today. Whereas people today just more see it as, I'm just guessing here, like Iago just is the straight-up villain. Whereas maybe in the past, yes, he's the villain. We should hate him, but I don't like seeing those two together. Right. I like don't like that.
0: That's
1: supposed to be. Right. He, you know, he's the hero and everything is good about him, but it's, it makes me feel weird to see that, to see them on stage together like that. But then to bring it back to your original point, Black Pete just seems more like a straight-up racist character. Like we could debate and interpret Othello. Is his character inherently racist? There's certainly racism in the play, but is Othello inherently a racist character? I don't know if, Black Pete has any redeeming qualities?
0: Yeah, he is in terms of the very many iterations of companions to Saint Nicholas. He's yeah. one of the better ones. He's not a demon. He well, better in the sense that he's not a he's not right. You like don't an evil creature. Mind having him come around? He he
1: he doesn't punish you. I, or Yeah, you'd be
0: whole. there's some there's. It sort of depends on which companion you're talking about, but some of the companions do both the rewarding and the punishing. And usually the punishments are coal or getting hit with a switch.
1: Yeah, but I think if Black Pete, I think what makes him Black Pete is all the racist stuff, whether it was originally intended as racist or not. If you remove those elements, he's not really Black Pete anymore. He's just like Santa's sidekick.
0: And there's plenty of other. I think it's the yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's the imagery that makes him Black Pete or Zwarte Pete. And if you take that away, well, he's not. He's a, still the sidekick. He's, he occupies the same kind of role, but he's it's not the same character anymore. That's basically his character. He doesn't have a detailed backstory.
0: Yeah, and the blackface stuff has really been going on for not that long, right? I mean, they have Black Pete hasn't been around for that long. Well, I
1: think yeah, as a character, he's only became popular in the 19th century. Yeah. There have been companions of Sinterklaas long before then, but as a character, like Black Pete the character, it's the 19th century. So no, he's not that old of a character.
0: There's evidence that similar things have happened to Santa Claus as happened to Black Pete. Black Pete may have started out as a pagan creature of some sort that turns into a devil and then turns into a black-faced person. Santa Claus, well, there's famously Coca-Cola in the 1920s, comes up with this picture of who Santa Claus is and what he should look like. Well, that's drawn by the son of a couple of Finnish immigrants. And in Finland, you don't have Santa Claus. You have Puki, which is this goat man that comes around dressed in a a fur-lined red robe. And he's generally... Occupies the same sort of space as one of the companions of Santa Claus in the sense that it might not be the worst thing if you saw him on the road. But from all the legends about Yolupuki comes a lot of our uh, modern ideas of who Santa Claus is. Uh, He's... Sitting in a sleigh he's dro- he, that's driven by reindeer, he wears this red robe. He's from the north. But you're just taking this creature, this legend about a creature, you're fusing it with this other legend, and then you basically, because of where this creature is from, you're saying, well, he probably looks like all the people from this place, so he's white now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, well, there's a lot of threads going into Santa Claus, a lot of sources, and they all differ slightly from country to country. And I, I think, as with many things, he's going to be depicted in the way that people in that country consider to be the norm. And there's going to be degrees of racism with that, how the norm is defined. So there will be something intrinsically racist about any depiction that relies on a norm like that, especially in countries where there's diversity. Now, if you're in a Nordic country 500 to 1,000 years ago, maybe you don't have that much diversity. And so you're just depicting your figure the way you look and the way everybody else in your village looks. You know, nowadays, there is that more uh, question of what racist assumptions is this depiction of anything relying on. But the newness of Black Pete, uh, how recent he is as a character... And I even read in one place, there's a possibility that the way he's depicted, you know, the black makeup with the red lipstick may have been influenced from the American blackface shows that were touring Europe hmm. in the 19th century. Like, like, again, whatever his original origins were, these minstrel shows, these American minstrel shows were touring Europe and people saw it and were like, hey, let's, that's, that's what we'll do. That's what he could look like. We like that. Right. Yeah. So do you might, it might even have a direct tie to this particularly American form of racism.
0: So a couple of years ago, about five years ago, there's a writer for Slate named Alicia Harris. She made a suggestion that maybe, maybe Santa should be an animal uh, instead of a human. If Santa were an, an animal, then there wouldn't be any children of any race. That would be uncomfortable, or be confused that Santa is apparently white. So, you know, this is this creative idea, imaginative idea. And Megyn Kelly, the scion of Fox, well, not anymore. But. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the tables turned. Um, <laughs> but Megyn Kelly, at the time, made this a part of you know the war on Christmas kind of thing and basically responded and said well Santa's white so you can't do that because Santa is white you can't make him into an animal and if you're uncomfortable with the idea that Santa's white then you know you just have to get over it basically hmm. and of course a lot of people responded to that you know, John Stewart and SNL and Jimmy Kimball I mean I appreciate
1: that this is something that there's a solution to. I don't know if animal Santa is the best solution. That just seems a little more boring. But I don't know, why, why, why need to define a race for Santa? I mean, in the sense of why can't Santa be depicted in a variety
0: of ways? Yeah, why can't there be black Santas and Asian Santas and Pacific Islander Santas?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think kids understand that Santa, the real Santa, is one that they don't ever see so they don't know precisely what he looks like and we're just looking at approximations when you see santa's helpers
0: in malls
1: you know that's not the real santa that's a helper of santa
0: so we celebrate uh saint nicholas so my kids put their shoes out for saint nicholas and and then on december 6th they you know they get i think this year they got candy canes and a book, you know, in their shoes. Hmm. And my daughter's still clinging to uh, mythology and I'm doing my best to help her do that. And so she really does believe that St. St. Nicholas came, but she figured it out. She's actually pretty smart. She, we were talking about St. Nicholas and I've told them a couple of stories about St. Nicholas and she's like, is Santa Claus St. Nicholas? And Man, that is such a tricky uh, question. The one thing I thought right when she asked that question was, it would really help if she were caught up on the first season of American Gods <laughs> for me to for me to answer that question. Because the only way that I think a mythology of Saint Nicholas and Santa Claus works together is if you have some sort of concept. That is similar to, you know, the way that the the cosmology of American gods, which is basically that you have Mr. Wednesday, and Mr. Wednesday is not Odin per se. He's an instantiation of Odin. He's one he's one incarnation of Odin. When Odin, well, when Mr. Wednesday uh, meets S- Easter, you know she has uh, these parties where she's having a party, like a springtime party. And she invites all the Jesuses. And there's like a couple of dozen Jesuses that come over. Hmm. And it's like the white Jesus and the Orthodox Jesus and the Catholic Jesus and the sacred heart of Jesus, Jesus. And so there's all these iterations of Jesus and they just represent the ways that people have had these religious conceptions of Jesus, and they each become their own incarnation of Jesus. And it seems to me, I can't think of a better way of talking about the same, not same relationship between St. Nicholas and Santa Claus. At this point, Santa Claus probably is something entirely different. But those are the roots of Santa Claus. Yeah,
1: and you can't really separate those out. So, I mean, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Black Pete is sort of dying out in the Netherlands. People have recognized this racism for a long time and called it out. But it seems as if this is going away as a tradition. There are supporters of Black Pete. There are people who are anti-Black Pete, but... The trend seems to be against Black Pete. In two thousand and fifteen, Dutch primary schools banned the like blackface depictions of Dutch uh, Black Pete. Various uh, celebrations in the Netherlands are replacing him just with your more standard friends of Santa Claus, you know, just basic companions that are not racist. And NTR, basically the Dutch version of NPR, is updating its Sinterklaas special. So if he is depicted, if there's a companion this Sinterklaas depicted, he doesn't have the hair, he doesn't have the outfit or the red lipstick. It's just, he's covered in soot. If he's black in any way, it's soot. Okay. So it seems like they're moving a direction that, yes, there are supporters, there are people who are calling it out as just being racist and maybe they're replacing him with something that's not racist. Maybe they're adopting that. No, he's just covered in soot, but seems like this is going away. seems like the trend is going to be towards not practicing this anymore.
0: There will be, of course, some holdout hardline traditionalist who will be doing Black Pete like a thousand years from now. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> or people who are going to
1: have like the the old decorations, you know, uh from their grandparents and yeah, it's going to people will always know about it, I'm sure. But you know, he probably won't be in parades as much anymore or on TV.
0: So Black Pete helps with, like we said, the administering of justice for the little kids, and so he uh he helps Santa Claus reward kids or distribute sweets to kids. I wonder if eventually there will be no companion to Santa Claus in the Netherlands or in the Low Countries, or I wonder if there will start to be more depictions of Krampus or a new iteration of connect Ruprecht or some other way of accounting for the loss of the function of black Pete, or if there just will be these sort of unblackfaced faced companions. I mean, there's, I guess there's no way to know, but
1: yeah, even in
0: America, I think the elves
1: kind of occupy that role. He has elves generally they are the ones who stay in the North pole and make the toys. But you know, sometimes in stories there are elves with them on the sleigh, you know? Yeah. Uh, or the reindeer sort of are the, is the sidekick, you know?
0: Well, I think it's interesting that I, I'm only going to be able to sing part the part of the song that I'm remembering right now. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Mm-hmm. He knows when you've been bad or good so be good for goodness sake and watch out. what 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 song is that i'm so sick of santa claus is coming to town yeah santa Santa claus is coming to town so that's the that idea of well he's going to reward you uh based on your works uh i mean that's not like I said before, I mean, that that's just a function of one of the companions of Santa Claus that's just getting folded into the character of, of Santa Claus. And my daughter asked me the other day, she was like, well, we, are we good? And I was like, well, yeah, you're good. But then I wanted to say, the, the real St. Nicholas gave coins to people who were poor. That was his mm. ethic he wasn't looking for even good people or bad people. He was just looking for people who needed money and he was giving money to people. So, so that's not my favorite part of the, the modern Hmm. Santa Claus myth, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: It's not a moral judgment. It's a, it's an economic one.
0: From uh, both of us here at strange religion, we hope that you're, uh, Black Pete tradition um, atrophies and crumbles and becomes a distant memory in your culture. Um, and we defy you to uh, send us hate mail if you really need to get it out. I don't know if we need to ask for hate mail. <laughs> That's true. We haven't really gotten any yet. That's okay. Yeah, that, I'm fine with that too. I think it'll be interesting to see what really finally bends someone out of shape um, to send us. Uh, Which
1: is not our out. goal. Let's be clear. No, We're not trying not to piss
0: people off. No, not at all. But the internet is a wild and vast frontier uh, teeming with people who like to write angry lenders. So <laughs> eventually we'll hit one of them. But, you know not our goal it's true we would love for you to send us emails about this detailing how handsome you think we are and just based on the the dulcet qualities of our voices things like that that's what we would really prefer yeah that would be fine yeah they can send those that'd be a nice pick me up i'd like that <laughs> uh that thus ends the podcast of strange religion as always, you can find us on social media, the cesspool of Twitter and Facebook. You can find us at Strange Religion Podcast. Uh, you can email us uh, again with those the descriptions of our handsomeness, pref- preferably uh, at strange religion podcast at, at gmail.com. And you can visit our website at keepreligionstrange.com as always. Tune in next week for our next episode. And until then, keep the faith and keep it strange. And now I approach the altar I know my God will see the good in me It is my destiny